Hello. 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 Welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about the Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and craft beer. My name is Asif Khani. My co-host is Nabil Alani. And guess who's back? Back again. No, there's back. Yeah, our producer is back in the studio. <laughs> and uh, on today's episode, we've got a lot to talk about and catch up on. First things first, we just want to say thank you again to Nabil Kareem from ESPN for joining us in the podcast studio for the previous episode. If you haven't heard it yet, make sure you go check it out. We got a lot of good feedback, and it's a great story, and you guys definitely need to hear that. So shout out to Nabil for being an awesome guest and a super cool guy. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about some NBA All-Star game, some Kobe Bryant, some NFL CBA, Bears rumors, Falcons rumors, uh, summer 2020. You want you don't want to miss that conversation. And um, <laughs> before we do that, Nader is going to tell us what beer we're drinking today because I'm excited. Yeah, this is uh, apparently something we've been waiting for. It's a special release from Pontoon called Rainbow Smiggles. Rainbow Smiggles. And it's a Berliner Weiss. Berliner Weiss. Berliner Weiss. Berliner Weiss. Ber- Ber- he hasn't been Liner. here in like Ber- two episodes. Berliner. Remember I before E, Berliner. except after C. Berliner. What's the second half? Weiss. Weiss. Ber- That's a W. Berliner Weiss. It's German. Man. But you're also Desi, so you should be able to get that. Yeah, yeah. Berliner Weiss. Berliner Weiss. It's Berliner Weiss. Berliner Weiss, which uh, has 300 pounds of Skittles, over 100 boxes of tricks. And two pounds of strawberry, pineapple, vanilla, and lactose. Okay. So can we say tricks are still for kids, or can we officially change the... Well, I think they're officially it? not for kids now. I mean, I, I got uh, someone got ID'd to get this, I'm assuming, so... Um, I'm thinking that was the slogan behind Pontoon making this. Tricks are no right. longer just for kids. So you said Skittles and tricks, right? Skittles and tricks. I get Starburst. You so get maybe Starburst. it's just a mixture. I, t- I think I get the pink Starburst. Huh. Interesting. It doesn't look like a pink Starburst, for sure. That's what she said. Um, no, this is a what? good beer. <laughs> I like that. That bit of lactose like definitely yeah. mellows it out. Um, it's So I got distracted during the opening because right when I opened it, I just got a, a huge aroma of tricks in my face. And I was like, oh, snap. What is going on? Back to childhood. Back, uh, back to something, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is this is quite nice. I like it. I wonder if they're trying to go for the milk and cereal kind of taste. Well... <sighs> Yeah, I can definitely get that. Um, so I just get a lot of like artificial fruit flavor, <laughs> like you know the like how you know you know what you know what purple tastes like these days, just because of candy. Yeah, you know purple's not a fruit, but you know what purple tastes like. You mean grape? Well, grape, even grape juice is like it's rarely purple. Yeah, unless it's wine. That's true, I guess. Well, is grape juice purple? It might grape be. juice is generally purple. It's like dark. It's like wineish or grape jelly. Grape jelly. Uh, this is delicious, though. Uh, I really like it. Um, yeah, the color on this is looks like a normal beer. The it color looks is like deceiving. An IPA. Color is deceiving. I, I thought the color would have been more like Colorful. reddish. Right. Yeah. Thought it'd be like more reddish. I agree with that. Uh, what's the ABV on this, Asif? The ABV on this one. I'm looking. I'm scouring the can. The ABV on this one it's clearly why is five point six. So it's fairly light. Okay. It light is fairly. Light. I mean, it tastes fairly light too. I would say it's so not super heavy. This was a collaboration with Sprayberry Bottle Shop, uh, who sells liquor, beer, and wine. So check out Sprayberry Bottle Shop and Pontoon if you have a chance. I believe this is a limited release. Oh, uh, so you can't get this anywhere else. Yeah. I pretty much got the last of the few. There for you go. Sure. 
Um, shout I, out. I just dropped my keys, guys, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, good luck getting your hands on this one. Uh, I know North River Tavern and Sandy Springs just tapped their keg on this. I might go get some tonight. You know what? Anyway. This, would be, this would be, I don't know if you could even do it, but since there is lactose in it, like, imagine this goes like nitro, like a nitro stout, like like a nitro sourish. I don't even know that there are nitro sours. I don't. Uh, that's something we'll have to talk to them about. Right? I've never heard of a nitro sour. But I'm sure I have. I just can't think of yeah, one. Right Pontoon is killing it, though. Right. They yeah. got some really good stuff. I mean, you just have to run this through a nitro instead of oxygen. Instead and then ideally that would make it smoother. More, more creamy to get more, more of the creamier. lactose out. Okay. Which would affect the mouth feel. Why do you why do you like sound so angry about it? What? Who's angry? What? The effect the mouth feel. The mouth feel. I put a little emphasis because behind the mouth of the feel. I know you enjoy when people <laughs> use the word mouth feel. I love mouth feel. Yeah, but right. that would affect the mouth feel, right? Yeah, if because like right now, let me just try again. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. I mean, it's. Good I mean, the, the mouth feel is not like anything crazy, but it's more of the flavor that's coming with the lactose. But I feel like the, if you run it through a nitro, maybe it become more lactosey. I'm just not sure if they can run this through a nitro. Interesting. But let's see. Who knows? But something that was revolutionized and pretty awesome: Where are you the going with this? NBA All Star Game. Oh. Um, which we. Uh, which we're a little late on, but it's yeah. okay. Better late than never, right? Which yeah, is then the Bill episode is worth it. Definitely. The for sure, yeah. 100%. Um, what are your thoughts on the All-Star Game? All-Star Game, uh, I was I enjoyed like the festivities of the All-Star Game more than the actual game. I thought the game was just <clears throat> weird. It seemed like they were playing 21 at the end of the game. Like, you know, the old 21 Yeah, I mean, game. that's essentially and, what and, it was. And I was just kind of hoping like they, were, they would just make the rule like if you go over 24, you go back to, I don't know, 8. Or, or, cool. or, or you do 24 minus 8, whatever that is. Let's see, that is 16. And they have to go back to 24. If you keep going over, you keep going down. Clearly, Nabil is never going to be an NBA GM or owner. Clearly. If he's but. allowing his players to just run extra minutes like that. Well, well, to be honest, they already did that. They played an untimed quarter. Yeah, I mean, that was a mistake. But to make them go over if they go over 24, that's, that's I mean, asking you're a lot, essentially playing, you're already You're essentially playing 21. You're just yeah, they were, and it was awesome. And, and well, I you're hate, not. I hate playing that playing free throw. You are playing twenty-one. Well, because you don't have to get exactly. Well, you have to hit an exact number. Yeah. If you uh, go over, you I go over. I also hate how it ended on a free throw. I well, think that's great. I mean, I think it's. I thought it was entertaining. I think it was one of the best like, All Star games we've seen. It in a was long entertaining. Time. It was, but all All Star games are entertaining. Th- this that's All-Star not true. I I honestly haven't seen an, a fourth quarter well, in any All Star game in the last five years. Well, like the All Star game, actually, all All Star games have jumped the shark. I, like no one enjoys All Star games anymore. Yeah. The only reason this one was bigger was because of the Kobe effect. No, but I think well they changed the format of this because one of Kobe. Too. Because well, of Kobe. I don't know. I mean, I think the the quarter by quarter was planned originally, and then the only thing that Kobe made an impact on was the twenty four points at the end. Exactly. Because I think at the end of the game it was supposed to be so. another four minute quarter or twelve minute quarter with the winning total, you know, going to the charity or whatever. Like, but because of Kobe, they added the twenty four. The and chari- I don't know if they're going to do it moving forward. The charity aspect was was amazing. I'm that's really cool what they did with that. I just think that. You're taking, you're making basketball weird. Like, what? Why are you doing this? Like, even the NHL, they do three on three for the All Star All Star game. No one watches it. I mean, the All Star game in general has jumped the shark. The coolest part about the All Star game is the days before the All Star game. You mean all of the events that lead up to it? Yeah. Which I mean, the dunk contest was pretty good. Although dunk they messed awesome. that up too. Yeah. They, yeah. 
They messed that up too by I mean, so the, the weirdest part is I feel like they should just make the dunk contest a very easier way to judge a dunk contest. You find the best dunk and that wins. Well, I think the and dunk off at the end should no, have been one dunk. The, well, the, the best dunk was was done by um was his name is Aaron Gordon, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That when he did that 360 yeah. off the that was the best dunk during the dunk contest, oh, but he, by far. but he just he just played his hand early cuz you know cuz everyone gets 10s these days. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I mean, I agree. That they, was better than a taco fall dunk. It was better than whatever the other guy oh, did Oh, dude, earlier. that was one of the best dunks of all time. So, Literally one of the best dunks of all time we saw so, last weekend. Yeah. And I think that the judges got it wrong. Apparently, the judges wanted them to tie, but then Dwayne Wade didn't do his math right. Then he awarded Aaron Gordon one point less than he gave to the other guy. Wait, but like, wait. Oh, hold up. So they t- they tied it, went into a dunk off. And then they wanted and to tie it again, again to end it in a tie. And Dwayne Wade gave the wrong score, so it ended up with the other guy winning. Wow. But it wow. should have been tied. But Adam Silver is sitting right there, and I don't get how the NBA commissioner can't just preside over everything and be like, all right, I'm making an executive decision here. It's a tie. I mean, Adam Silver isn't Roger Goodell. He's not going to do stuff like that. Well, yeah, and, I, I get that. But and he's honestly, the commissioner. He can. He I mean, literally can. He's the boss. I think if he had stepped in and called it a tie, people would have been even more upset than they already were with the outcome. I mean, all, I all in all, the All-Star game was fun, but, you know, I, I think we don't need to, like, give it as much time of day as we're giving. I feel like the Kobe aspect was the best part of it. The common thing, what Common did before the All-Star game and all, like, the tributes to everything, that was really cool. But the actual game, meh. I disagree 150%. I don't know about you that, now there, but I, mean, I disagree. Fine. I think most of our listeners would probably disagree too. Please don't speak, dis- don't speak for our listeners. Let them speak for themselves. Or, yeah, so if you want to <laughs> chime in, at Bears, Birds, and Brews on Twitter and Instagram, just let us know what's happened. If you agree with Nabil or if you don't agree with him. I mean, this is like, the All-Star Game is already two weeks old. They don't, they don't even think about the All-Star Game anymore. Yeah, well, we're I still th- talking about it, so we should keep that conversation going on Twitter. Uh, I think it was awesome. Anyway, what's next? Uh, the Kobe tribute yesterday. Uh, did y'all see any of it? I, I did not get to watch any okay. of it. Okay. I mean, there was just, um, I would just, we can speak on it really, really Saw quickly. more crying Jordan. Yeah, crying. I mean, that, that Jordan speech was awesome. The, um, I didn't hear the Vanessa Bryant speech yet, but I heard it was amazing. Yeah, I need to listen to and, that. And um, the Shaq speech. Did you hear the Shaq story? Uh-uh. The Shaq story was pretty awesome. That was actually yeah. really funny. I so, taste some Skittles, by the way, at the yeah. very end of that sip. <laughs> you know, I forgot you were drinking Skittles beer. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so sh- so I'll just say the Shaq story real quick because it's not that long. So sh- um, a bunch of players on one of the Lakers championship teams went up to Shaq and they're like, hey, we're tired of Kobe not passing us the ball. And then uh, Shaq was like, don't worry, I'll talk to Kobe. So um, Shaq goes to Kobe. It's like, hey, Kobe, you know, there's no I in team, right? And then Kobe was like, yeah, but there's an Emmy in that motherfucker. (laughs) So that was a great story. I mean, of course, Shaq says it in Shaq fashion. It's not better than how I did it. And then he says that's when Kobe had earned his respect, um, which makes sense. I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, watching this Kobe stuff has been a little difficult for me because I know my uh, relationship and admiration for the guy. And so, like, to hear other people say it, it's good. But it's still been a little hard for me to kind of go through that. So I've kind of, to be honest, I've been avoiding it. I mean, it's still surreal that... Kobe's passed yeah, away. And, yeah, it, it definitely is. But, makes sense. Uh, I mean, the tribute was beautiful, and yeah. so that's good. Rest in peace to all nine people who died in that plane uh, helicopter crash. It's really sad. But sports are great because they allow us to be unified around something, even if we disagree about that particular thing, like how awesome the All-Star game was. Yeah, I, I mean, think um, the All-Star game was the great. The All-Star festivities are great. The game, meh. But yeah, we sound, you know what we sound like right now, Nabil? I don't know what. We sound like the players... 
the NFL players and the NFL owners ah, trying to yeah. get onto the CBA. Yeah. Like, um, yeah that's a good one. Yeah, that, 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 that's, great, an that's an great interesting segue. I can call you Paul Blart right now because you're just on that segue. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, so he what was talking to the beer, not you. But you know, <laughs> we'll let that one. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, what do you What do you think about this new CBA? Um, well, so here, just to give people a rundown on the new CBA, essentially, there's a couple of things that the owners want. The big thing is a 17 game season, mm-hmm. which wouldn't start until 2021, right? And then uh, the players want more money, a higher minimum salary. Uh, they well, want for the 17 game season, um, the reason why the players are rejecting that right now is because um, there's a max $250,000 payment for that game. And um, some players are making over a million dollars a game and they're like, no, that's, that's not right. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I can't imagine they would, they would play for the same amount of money. Uh, Cause I think the NFL in itself, football is inherently a violent game. I don't think that they need yeah. to put themselves through another game. Yeah. That essentially would be meaningless because by sixteen the sixteen game season is perfect. I don't think that there's any better. Well, the thing. game the game wouldn't be meaningless. I mean, the game would still be yeah. Will still come into play for right. But you can already figure all that out in sixteen games though. So like, I mean, I just think from the players' perspective, why would I do that again? I would rather have it this way. But the benefits to them yeah. are, you know, you get better training camp schedule. You get a higher minimum baseline pay. There's less fines for like drug use penalties well they would eliminate all um marijuana right which Um, is good it's medicine it should be they should be allowed to use it if they feel like it's appropriate and then as far as like uh disciplinary action it doesn't all fall on the commissioner they have a non well uh, i think that's gonna happen regardless at some point because the owner take roger goodell now as well so Uh, most of them at least essentially (laughs) the cba and that 17 game season can't start until 2021 but the but the seven game uh the seven team in the playoffs would start immediately which would be awesome Um, and i think with that also only one team would get a buy per side first place yeah Yeah. first place get to buy and then two through seven all play which is crazy because Nabil, correct me if I'm wrong, or neither if either of you remembers, but I believe that the two top teams in the playoffs this year on both sides were Kansas City and San Francisco. Is that right? So, no, I, I think uh, Kansas City was number two behind Baltimore, okay. but Kansas City did get a bye, yeah. and San Francisco was number one, and Green Bay was number two. So both teams did get a bye, but in the new format— Only San Francisco. Um, yeah, in the new format, um, Kansas City would have played Pittsburgh— and um, Green Bay would have played the Rams. See, I think instead of a 17-game season, I would rather have, if I had to change it up, I would rather have one extra team in the playoffs and then get that one team a bye, you know? But I don't like the idea of a 17-game season. I think 16 games is perfect. I mean, I, I'm until it's proven not true, I go with the old fact that uh, more football, more better. Okay, but why wouldn't uh, – you're not wrong. You're not wrong, but it's better for whom? For me. For us as fans. Okay. For, for me right. as a as But a you viewer, guys are assholes, and you guys would never lace up your boots and take a hit from anybody going across the middle. You don't have you, – you wouldn't do I it. I mean, I wouldn't call myself an asshole because I'm not athletically built enough to take a hit from a man who's probably like 250 a, pounds right. and be able to run exactly. 15 miles per hour. That doesn't make me an asshole. It just makes me not athletic. I, I, I don't know. Right, but you – but. You being entertained by that. I mean, we're all guilty of it because it is entertaining. But I think, like, to some degree, we have to think about player safety, which isn't a real thing. I mean, well, so we can think about player safety all we want, which is – but the thing is the players are agreeing to this too. They just want more money for it. 
Yeah. If yeah, if they get it. I mean, I from what I recall, uh, they do not want a 17 game. Seventeenth well, game. So, so if they don't win a seventeenth game, then they, then it may may not happen. But it looks like all indications look like they've all been working towards a seventeenth game already. The the player. So they're going to also take one preseason game out, I believe. Mm-hmm. So in order to essentially, even it out. it's the same amount of games, but just with an additional buy in the middle. But of course, you don't play as much in a preseason. You play in a real game. Right. It doesn't. One game count. really matters. But but they're all. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I would be the individual asshole for winning the 17th game. You know who really wins the 17th game? The, the owners. owners who are going to make billions and, off Right, of and they're trash. So, they're so, trash. I, I don't know. I no, dude, trash. It's, it's trash. With how much money they make and how much the guys, these guys get paid or don't get paid, it's absolute trash. So, so There should be no Thursday night games, first of well, all. So, That's terrible. So I'm going to say one thing. No one has to play football. Now, it's a monopoly the way it's set up, but you – like. There's not someone out there saying, hey, you, LaDane Tomlinson, you're an amazing athlete. You have to play football or else you can't do anything else in the world. You can do whatever the hell you want in this world. If you decide to play football and, hey, you're going to make a lot of money off of it, that's what you But if to I'm going to play, I'm going to play on my terms. Well, I mean, see, I mean, the thing is you can try to play in your terms, but you have to start your own league for that, and the players aren't going to be able to do that. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. I don't, know, I don't agree with the 17th game, and I'll just say real quick, because I know, Nabil, you like to throw your philosophies out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, an idea I've always had, there should be no Thursday night game, but there should be two Monday night games every week. So I think it would make more sense. Uh, I'm actually cool with having two Monday night games every week and a Thursday night every game week, but I need there to be additional bye weeks, so you're never playing a Sunday to a Thursday. I think a, that should be eliminated. It would, it would be a Sunday, Sunday by then you play Thursday. Um, so you get like fourteen, fifteen days off almost. Um, not fourteen, fifteen days off. You get ten, ten days off. Ten, ten plus. Days off. Okay, well, that's usual. Plus, you get ten. But uh, this time around, they play the two games within five days and then get yeah. ten days off afterward. Yeah. But you want the ten days off beforehand, right? And, 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 and look at it after. So, but. Th- that that's not that's not in negotiations right now. So which I is mean. crazy. But uh, okay, so I just want to make sure that we got everything. I put a little bit of notes on everybody's agenda. If you see something that didn't get uh, implemented, oh, essentially the good thing about the CBA is we'll know next week whether or not it's moving forward. Yeah, it, it doesn't look promising right now. Yeah, um, it's that seventeenth game. I don't agree with it, but uh, we'll see what happens with the rest of it. All right, so where's, we're going to go with another Berliner Vice before we uh, move on to the scouting combine real quick. Uh, yeah, and uh, in the meantime, at Bears, Birds, and Brews, I also think with the 17th game, it's um, pretty – I mean, that's a lot to ask for. That Hello. Went all, that went all over yeah. my face. It's ridiculous. <laughs> there you go. That's what – is that what she said? He took a beer to the face. I took a beer to the face. Beer oh, the face. Uh, one more thing. Sorry, I want to notify about the CBA. So, according to ESPN, the interesting thing about the CBA right here is that there's 21 players – 2,100 players who are eligible to vote for it. Um, however – that doesn't mean that they'll all vote. And then in order for the CBA to pass for the players end, a majority of the voting players have to vote for it. So that doesn't mean that you need half of 2,100 players to vote for it. If 300 are voting, only 151 need to vote for the new CBA. Oh, interesting. So it's kind of like, I mean, I don't know if, if I want to say it's kind of like the presidential election and that your vote matters, but if you're eligible to vote, in the CBA as a player, you should, because if you don't, the 50 out of the 100 who do vote, if, if that's what happens, could change it for the whole league. I don't think I'm registered to vote. 
<laughs> that's that's not cool in the bill. And no, I mean registered vote for the CBA. Well, I yeah. don't think you are either. Yeah, I mean because you're not athletic enough. With exactly. Well, I've seen less athletic people in, in football. Yeah, Actually, seen, no, I haven't. I've yeah, seen you I do doubt some it. Pretty cool stuff on Twitter. You know. Is that okay? Let, let's try this. Oh, uh, uh, the second can yes. we are cracked open is from Green Man in Asheville. And it's a tart berry Berliner. I was just going to describe it as tart right when I took it. It says tarty. Yeah. It's, and it's a mm. fruity delight. I'm trying to see what's in it. I do well, like that. There's tartness. This yeah, can is super is there pink. cherries? I think a there's lot of berry. cherries. Cherries or berries? I'm, I'm presuming everything imaged on the can is in there. So I see pineapples. I see strawberries. Oh, there's a banana. Bananas. Oh, snaps. Kiwi. You know, um, you know, if you're ever having, if you're ever low on potassium, you can have some of this, I guess, because <laughs> you know, there's there's bananas in it. Um, and this is brought to you by Neelam. Shout out to Neelam. Thank, Thank you, you for bringing us back from Thank your bachelorette you. party. We appreciate you. Oh, yeah. Shout out Asheville. This is shout uh, out bachelorette parties. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm whoop whoop. Boom. That's good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I um, we like Green Man. We've had Green Man on before. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. This is very nice. Thank you again. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Neelam. This it's is awesome. Quite delicious. Uh, scouting combine. So, how big are y'all's hands? Not. I don't think I don't think my hands are big enough to play football. Here, let me put it up to your face and see. All right. Up to your face, bro. That's your yeah, hand. I, I am moving. I ain't, I ain't moving that close. Uh, my hands are bigger than yours. I'm pretty sure Asa's trying to slap me. I know he is trying to slap me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I fell, I fell for that trick before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my hands will not smell like cherries today. Um, and the reason why Nabil is referencing that so, is it's... One w- Joseph Burrow. Yeah. One of the many things that are observed and looked for in the NFL scouting combine, the size of hands, how fast someone runs, their vertical leap, bench press, 40-yard uh, dash, a bunch of other things. Uh, and it is coming up soon. No, it was. Uh, it started already. Oh, it started already. It started already. It's uh, happening. Yeah. So currently, uh, so Joe Burrow got a lot of got some. Flack. I saw that tweet yep. yesterday. That yep. was great. Yep. So Joe Burrow's hand size came out um, around nine inches, like around nine inches, which is uh, supposedly small for a quarterback. So. Uh, he came out with a tweet saying, uh, "I think I'm going to retire now or something." He, 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 because people told me the yeah, ball's yeah. going to keep slipping out of my hands. Yeah. He had a very uh, funny cryptic tweet about it, which was then uh, retweeted by Patrick Mahomes, whose hands are only a quarter inch longer than um, Joe Burrow's. So we don't know exactly how much the hand game actually comes into play. <laughs> hand so, size, at least in football. Who, whoever this Mahomes character is, that you know, with tiny hands, Mahomes. You know, that's what they're going to call him these days. Um, yeah. I think he's pretty good. Tiny hands, Mahomes. Tiny pretty hands, good. Yeah. Mahomes. His hands are only big enough for ketchup. Nothing else. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so scouting combine is coming up, and the reason that's really cool is not just because you get to see who's coming up in this year's draft and everything, and you know, but the other really cool part is it's basically a big giant conference for GMs and coaches. Um, a lot of trades come out after this. A lot of people find out what free agents are actually going to be available, what free agents are not going to be available. So this is the first domino towards the NFL offseason, towards free agency, and towards a sport that we all just love a little too much. Yeah. Enough to put an extra game in it. Um, and we will do a later episode on like who to draft and who's picked up and who's probably going to go where. In an ideal world, we'll be able to put ourselves through a combine once we get enough sponsors and yeah. financial backing <laughs> I mean, for the show. I mean, I'll do a 40-yard dash as long to as... To the beer fridge. To the, uh, to the beer fridge. Ooh. As long as you guys have like longer than a 15-minute cl- timer because I'm going to make it that fast. Um <laughs> Right, um, if you're a financial investor listening, let, let's this is make a this golden happen. opportunity right here. 
Bears, birds, and brews scouting combine. There you we got go. people who can shoot the video and everything because it's exactly. happening. Exactly. Boom. Right. Oh, a special oh, yeah. shout out yeah. to them. Um, yeah, we got we got some film crews in the studio yeah. right now. Turn yep. up. We have. Let me see your paper, Asif. Yeah. Beaming Media. Yeah, special shout out to Beaming Media today, taking pictures <laughs> of our ugly faces. Uh, I'm hiding behind this microphone, so I don't get seen. Anyway, all right, what what Bears rumors you got? All right, so I don't know if anyone saw that um, cryptic yet awesome tweet by one Derek Carr, where uh, he tweeted out a picture of um, well, Instagrammed out a picture of him and um, one Khalil Mack saying Mega Power. Mm. Now I don't know what that means, and I'm not getting too cryptic. But in my mind, Derek Carr is a starting quarterback for the Bears in uh, 2020. I don't know. But like, I, 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 I don't what know. are the what's the likelihood of this happening, percentage wise? Uh, percentage wise, or do you want me to give you the path of it happening? Percentage wise, percentage first. wise, right now I give it a, a solid 22. percent That's not a lot. Yeah, I mean that, that, that's pretty decent. Hey, 20 percent is good, but that's not. I, mean, I said 22. But yeah, I mean, so more than I mean, a lot of things need to happen for this to actually happen. The first thing that probably needs to happen is Tom Brady potentially going to the Raiders. Okay. If that doesn't happen, then it comes down to okay, are the Raiders going to draft Tua? Are the Raiders going to tank another year? Are they trying to win the Super Bowl next year? So what are they doing free agency? So and there's a lot of dominoes, a lot of stuff up in the air. Um, then you know, there's also the rumors of you know Bears being interested in Andy Dalton, Bears being interested in. Um, Case Keenum, which doesn't sound very enticing to me, to be honest. Um, and of course, Marcus Mariota. So like all the qu- there's quarterbacks galore out there that the Bears are supposedly interested in. Um, but at the same time, they're not very interested in many. But you would be okay with Derek Carr? I would love Derek Carr more so than Jacob Eason. Ooh, so it's, so see, that's two separate things. Okay. I would love Jacob Eason one because you get him on a rookie contract. Mm-hmm. Two, I feel like Jacob Eason might be the Derek Carr of this draft. Like you essentially get Derek Carr for a discounted price, and hopefully one that whose career plays out better, though. I mean, okay, potentially. De- okay, Derek Carr's career. Okay, I don't know why people are always shitting on Derek Carr. Yes, Derek Carr is not Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, course, Derek yeah. Carr's second year in the league, he was second in the MVP race, and he broke his leg. He broke Late his leg. In the season, yeah. Yeah, he broke yeah. his leg. The, the Raiders might have gone far in the playoffs that year, but he broke his leg. Then he comes back next year, and then there's, you know, rumors that the O line doesn't like each other, and then then the coach gets fired. Mm-hmm. Then you bring in John Gruden, who doesn't like Derek Carr. I mean, the it's the worst it's the worst kept secret in football right now. Right. Everyone knows John <laughs> Gruden does not want Derek Carr, but he's stuck with him because of a giant contract that, which is a sole reason why Khalil Mack is not on the Raiders. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean. Derek Carr is a good quarterback. I think he may have put up 4,000 yards last year, 3-1 to one touchdown ratio, 70% completion rate. I mean, you can't really. So we would take Derek Carr to Chicago if that was not I will Listen, if Derek Carr is coming to Chicago, I will fly to Chicago and I will drive him from the airport to Hallis Hall. Yeah, I'm going to come with you. Yeah, well, right. no, you got to play for your own ticket, though. That's fine. <laughs> um, all right, no, that's, that's a good move. I mean, I think Derek Carr could definitely do well on the Bears – and I, I don't. I could see it happening. I would think, like and, you said, and, a lot of things need and, to happen in order right, for that to happen. And like you can be an unbiased person looking at it. Is he an upgrade for Mitch Trubisky? Oh, he's, I would take him over Trubisky. Okay, personally. So, so if he's an upgrade for Mitch Trubisky, okay, is Derek Carr better than Kirk Cousins? Now, I'm not asking you neither because you think he's the best quarterback in the division. Second best quarterback. I, I forget what you were saying. Yeah. Kirk Cousins. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, but yeah, is is Derek Carr better than Kirk Cousins? Yes. 
Yeah, I mean, I okay. would I would think is so. Is Derek Carr better than Matt Stafford with a broken back? Well, with a broken back, yeah, of okay. course. Okay, with his back fully okay, then Matt Stafford is better, but we don't know what his back stats Right, is. of course, right, right. So right. if you get Derek Carr in on the Bears, you potentially have the second-best quarterback in the division. And listen, Aaron Rodgers is still the best quarterback he's in the human. division. But he's more human than he's ever been. Right. And you, you, you saw him last year. Even though the uh, Packers won the division last year, the Packers didn't look like a good team. Oh, no. They, I mean, the Bears look, have the perfect pieces to beat the Packers, The Packers too. look like a team who stumbled to, what, a 12-4 and four record, which makes zero sense. Yeah. But they did it. Somehow yeah. they did it. I feel like every year in the league, there's that one team that, like, wins a high number of games, but, like, they're... They don't deserve that number. Yeah. yeah. They're def- so. I mean, they're weak. You can find yeah. the holes and the flaws, and that's why they don't end up winning. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, so the Packers were definitely team that team this year. And uh, sorry we went a little long at the Bears rumors, but there is Falcons news out there as well. Uh, yeah. Massive. So, I mean, yeah, the Falcons have a lot to decide as far as who's going to come back next season. Uh, right now, I mean, Devondre Campbell and Austin Hooper are allowed to hit the free agent market. So we'll see what comes of that. You know, I think obviously Matt Ryan has done well with tight ends in his career. It's kind of been his security blanket, as it is for most quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Especially young quarterbacks when Matt Ryan was coming up. He had the benefit of playing with Tony Gonzalez, and that's why he's able to use Austin Hooper so well. So I think the thing becomes is Austin Hooper is going to command a lot of money. The Falcons obviously don't have a lot of money to give out, and the money that they do have to give out has to be prioritized, not just luxury items and Austin Hooper at this point unfortunately is a luxury um, because he's not going to play for a veteran minimum he's on probably the biggest contract of his he, career coming up well, right here he, he's going to set the market for tight ends they're looking they're talking about a four-year 44 million dollar contract which I if the Falcons were in position to have him I would love it but they're not in a position to have that right now it doesn't seem like it I can't I can't think so you know um, I mean I, I don't see it either uh, and and even if you guys do free up money like that's do, not where you, it should be going. Do you need to spend more money on offense? Right, exactly. That's not where it should be going. So the bigger concern is Devondre Campbell being able to test the free agent market because Atlanta knows that they can't really get into a bidding war with really anybody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if he finds good money, he's going to take it. And then now you've got another hole to fill on defense, and you've already got holes to fill on both lines potentially a cornerback again with true fine. Who knows what's going to happen with him, if he's going to be able to perform. Now you have another linebacker who's been the star linebacker, quote-unquote, leaving. It just makes it an even bar- and bigger the, void. And is it one of your guards a free agent as well? Something like that, yeah. I mean, the Falcons have to spend a lot of money this offseason on, like, necessary stuff. So it's like spending money on, like, a dentist and new brakes <laughs> and an oil change. It's stuff that you need to have versus, like, Just buying, to get by. buying new shoes uh, or buying a new house or buying a $50 steak dinner. My, yeah. my, my favorite part is, like, now the listeners understand, like, oh, DeAndre Campbell is a dentist yeah. and uh, Austin <laughs> Hooper is a steak dinner. <laughs> but it, but is that not true though? Is that not true? I mean that to was some an, that was an interesting way to go about I mean, it. It but, makes sense. It but, may or may not be dinner but, time. But you know, as well, but you people. know, Austin Hooper may, it's not a steak dinner. Austin Hooper is like going to Chick Fil A twice a week. But you already but you already spent on uh, steak dinner on Julio twice last week. Right. And that's why you can't afford Chick Fil A. Or you got buffalo chicken at home, and you're just like, what are you doing? You know, what makes I mean? sense. Um, so take I that said, chicken out the freezer. So for the Falcons, <laughs> just a just a quick. <laughs> question um what what is what is your biggest hole or gap to fill uh this offseason what are you what are you looking for them to f- 
find a solid replacement for Campbell. Oh, by uh, the way, Hooper. this is going to answer your question now there. Because in addition to Campbell leaving and Hooper leaving, there's a guy by the name of Vic Beasley who's leaving. And while he didn't have much of an impact beyond one season in Atlanta, you still need to fill that edge position, that defensive position where somebody's going to get after the quarterback and get sacks. Because it's not going to be Tack McKinley, unfortunately. Yep. And there's so, rumors that you, you guys aren't going to pick up his fifth-year option. Yeah, who also uh, might be a free agent. On tech? Yeah. yeah, there's rumors. I mean, I don't see why any GM would. Let's look at the productivity. It hasn't been there, and he's hurt. So uh, my biggest need or my biggest concern as a Falcons fan is i got to get it done on defense, right? I mean, because we have the pieces on offense. In theory, we've put the money behind it. And, yeah. yes, second year in the system, theoretically, you're going to get better. That should take care of itself. But all, defensively – I need to get sacks. I need my defense to get off the field. So, you know, that's that's the area. That's your there. that's your focus yeah. so, this offseason, so, all defense. So one question, like before before we move on and like go to another subject, uh, correct? Were you guys seven and nine last year? Is that correct? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. So you you were seven and nine last year. You're losing your best tight end. You're losing a your inside linebacker, potentially a guard your second best pass rusher and you're supposed to improve with no money. No. Hey, look, (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And, and I know this as a Falcons fan, objectively, I know that this is a terrible situation and you'll recall, I think I saw, I put in our group chat when the Falcons, we talked about this a few weeks ago, because I think that's when they decided that, Hey, they're going to let Hooper walk. I said, I can't believe we're going through this again. Well, and you guys were like, what do you mean? And I said, I can't believe we're going through another Dimitrov, Dan Quinn, free agency, off-season roller coaster, and we have no idea what's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, because this is the problem that we're in. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, but what I'm going to say is, like, it's, it's, a, it's just a rough situation. It's hard to figure out exactly how – because, like, just because um, – you're letting Hooper test the market. Doesn't mean you're gonna let him walk, right? It doesn't. And, and like I, I still expect Devontae Freeman to get cut. I mean, hey, Freeman, he served his purpose on the Falcons. Uh, unless well, he the, comes back for a deep discount, it's not worth keeping the, him. The thing yeah. is, is with the Falcons and these players who are walking or eligible to walk, um, they have to make the choice of whether or not they want to come back. Right, and are they going to come back for less money? Well, Freeman might not even have a choice. Yeah, he, he may not bring back well, any money. Okay, so Freeman maybe not, but with these other guys who have the ability to walk and get more money, are they going to come back for less money? Yeah, it doesn't seem likely. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I definitely like um, I, right now. I see Hooper going to the uh, Patriots. It just makes too much sense. Oh to yeah, me. and could you and. Now you look at the Bears might be impacted by that because if Austin Hooper goes there, does Tom Brady leave or does right. he say, hey, I have a tight end who can yeah. get me back to where I was? Yeah. So it's, again, it's crazy how, you know, there's these T-shirts that say Atlanta influences everything. And here we are again. Austin Hooper potentially going to the Patriots could influence the entire offseason, if not NFL history, because now Tom Brady will have another tight end who's in his prime. I, I mean, I think Tom Brady's going to make a decision to go back home to New England or not before Austin Hooper makes that move. And, and I don't think it's going to be predicated possible. on him. Uh, yeah. I, I, Atlanta influenced everything. That's cool. I just don't think – I don't think Austin Hooper is going to have as big of his impact on the offseason as you think. Like, yeah, wherever he goes, he'll be – who's the number one tight end? 
but I think Tom Brady's going to make a decision before he knows. Regardless of Austin yeah. Hooper? Yeah, so if he wants to go back to New England, New England may not get Austin Hooper. And who knows? Maybe uh, Tom Brady can convince Gronk to come back. You don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> that would be or maybe insane. he'll convince him to join them in Vegas. How nuts would that be? Yeah. I mean, well, uh, uh, Raiders already have a sick tight end in Darren Waller, but maybe, yeah, they double up on tight ends. Right. Darren be. Waller was sick yeah, last two year. Two tight end systems are not a bad thing. Not at all. They are a thing. Um, something that is not, well, kind of a bad thing, uh, something just out there that we would put on your radar. Um, and before Nader says this, just know that if you've listened to this point, Already, it's going to be worth it in like 30 seconds. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, there is news that the coronavirus might affect the Summer 2020 Olympics. Um, and that news is brought to you by who, Nabil? One second. We have to look up this. Uh, so it is the, the second most senior chair for the Olympic Committee. I, I believe that's the position he holds, correct? Um, yes. Oh, there we go. Sorry about that. I had, to, okay. I had to figure it out again. So, yeah, so on the, so um, for all you Olympic fans out there, there is a chance that the Olympics may get canceled. Um, in the 2020 Star Olympics may get canceled. Uh, this is They're coming. in Japan, by the way. In Japan, um, uh, Japan coming from an IOC and member, uh, the longest tenured IOC member. Uh, due to the coronavirus. Due to the coronavirus from uh, Mr. Dick Pound. Dick Pound. Dick Pound, everybody. Dick, Dick Pound. Dick Pound. Um, and he's the longest tenured chair yep. Yep, yep. committee member yep originally from pound town <laughs> um you know he's doing the right thing and he's not being a dick in this situation um by canceling or potentially canceling okay due to the <laughs> coronavirus so i am gonna now do a solo interview with dick pound where i am both myself and dick pound okay um mr dick pound what is going on with the coronavirus um well it is gonna like people sick and we may have to stall the olympics because um we can't find a cure thank you dick pound Dick Pound, everybody. Dick Pound. Um, and on that note, I believe we also have some cool stuff coming up. Yeah. I, I don't even know, like, where to go <laughs> after that. <laughs> I, honest to God, I don't even know where to go. But Dick Pound all the way, <laughs> all the way. Dick Pound 2020. 2020. Dick Pound 2020. Do we get the t is going to register to vote just so he can vote for Dick Pound. Dick Pound. Right in. Dick Pound <laughs> 2020. Right in. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, hey. Uh, Nabil, you did some beer stuff over the weekend. We're going to talk about that before we close out. I just want to say that um, next week we got something special going on. Um, if you've heard our show before, we're going to be somewhere next week that I think you guys are going to like it. And we're super excited to bring you next week's episode. We'll just say it's about baseball, spring training. Baseball, right? And one of baseball. our favorite breweries in town. And it's going to be a great uh, collaborative feature episode without Nader, unfortunately. But every time Nader is gone, we have to replace him with a spectacular guest. And this time, we've got two of them lined up. Yeah, so, so far, you guys have been doing amazing. Uh, so we're working on that. So yeah, stay maybe tuned you should leave more often. Uh, shit, no, I might. Uh, well, he's going to be gone a lot this summer, so be careful on the boat. Yeah. Ooh. But um, yeah, yep. next week should be good. And before we talk about next, well, that's all before for next we week. Uh, Dick, Dick Pound. Pound. There you go. There you go. Uh, that was perfect. Um, Nabil, tell us uh, how much, uh, well, you, I don't want to say how much Dick Pound you did over the weekend. But <laughs> wow. He did pound a bunch of other things over the weekend. What did you do over the weekend, Nabil? Uh, I, I napped. On and? On. So, um, Before the nap. So first <laughs> of all, one um, if you guys aren't aware of one of the up-and-coming breweries in the southeast, it's in uh, Greenville, South Carolina, 8th State. We featured them before with one of their sours. Um, Eight State is a really awesome brewery, really cool area. 
Um, I went there for a stout release. They had three different stouts that released. We'll be featuring two of those stouts or one or two of the, maybe two of those stouts on the future episodes. Uh, stay tuned for that. But um, it was just a really cool place to go. If you are looking for a brewery to go to to check out on a weekend, 8th State in South Carolina, Greenville. Um, I don't think it's too far. For, uh, Gre- Greenville's close to Clemson, right, Asif? Ish. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you can go up to, you know, Greenville for a minute then go to Clemson, have a good time. Shout out Dabo. Yep. You, you, can, dab, you can Dabo a little bit. But um, one really cool part about all of their um, releases are the beer shares. So there was an awesome beer share. Uh, we went over there. We tried so many cool beers. And then um, I ran into the folks from the Atlanta Beer Crew over there. Ran into people from all over the southeast area, Charleston, um, of course, Georgia, uh, North Carolina, Asheville, everywhere. So nice. it's just a fun thing, a fun beer event. And, um, you know, more and beer events, more better. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, A-State Brewing had, did a collab on the stout with the brewery that's going to be on next week. Is that right? Called Ghost in the Garden. This A-State in good word, isn't that right? I believe so. Uh, I'm not sure, but did you just let the cat out of the bag? Kind well, it's of. a hint. It's a hint. <laughs> How is that a hint? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's um, Dick Pound just going straight for it. Like, just, like there's no, there's nothing coy about Dick Pound. It just, that's pretty straightforward, you know? And on that slip, <laughs> let us know your thoughts for the NBA All-Star Game. Do you agree with Asif? Do you agree with Nabil? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Do you hope to see it back next year? Uh, Aaron Gordon, did he get robbed? And yes, Ghost in the, the Garden is with H. Day Brewery. Let us know your thoughts on Twitter and Instagram at Bears, Birds, and Brews. We love hearing from you. We love our fans. Uh, thank you, Neelam, again for the beers. Yes, thank shout you. Special shout out to Beaming Media at Beaming Media. They took pictures of us. Hopefully, we look good, but we may not. Let's Fingers see. crossed. We all have a face for radio, uh, which is why we do what we do. Yes, we do. And on that note, last things last. Dick Pound, everybody. Dick Pound. Dick Pound.